Broadcasting live from the gingerbread cabin on the plain of Eldraine, this is Tap Tap Concede. Graham here. And I'm Nelson. And it's just the two of us today because Cameron is unwell. Which is also why this episode is not going to be the Eldraine nicknames because we want him to suffer through it too. Yeah. We're uh, not letting Cam get away from the Eldraine nickname now. Yeah. So just because he had a cough. Meh, meh, meh. I've been laid out for a week with a horrible, horrible cold. Uh, that means I don't have to do the nicknames episode, right? Nuh-uh. Yeah, with any luck, when this airs, Cameron will, around the same time, be doing some home streams because he misses y'all and feeling better and standing up yeah. and breathing with his face. That'll be nice. Doing all the things that humans like. Mm, face breathing. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, that'll be next week. Today, Nelson and I are going to talk a little bit about Eldraine Limited, specifically on Arena yeah. and the October State of Arena update. Uh, before we get into that, of course, a reminder that this is brought to you by Card Kingdom. Check out cardkingdom.com slash LRR. That lets them know that we sent you, and we do that because we think they're great. Excellent customer service, very, very fast shipping. And if you let them know, loading, ready, run, sent me, button, please. They'll give you a little one-inch button, which currently says, I knew it, and now it's escaped my brain. We just retweeted it, like, yesterday, because I just got the new batch in. James is... James is furiously trying to figure out which button it is that you're going to get searching. if you buy some cards and tell them that Logan Ray runs at me. You'll get a button that says, I don't think we can lose. Right. Mm. I, it's, I, don't, I don't think we can lose. Nice. That's a good LRR button and then right we, and then And then we lose. Uh, also, this show is brought to you by you and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loadingreadyrun. If you're watching this video on our LRR MTG uh, YouTube channel, please subscribe. You did this. We would appreciate that to assist with our numbers. Thanks for subscribing. Uh, all right. Let's 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 start with a crack-a-pack. Let's crack-a-pack. Roll Here the big go. old D20. We're going to roll it. I'm just going to throw it off the table. Yeah, go for it. Goodbye. Bounce, bounce, bounce. I can't even see it. Lucky it's gone number, forever. Lucky number 13. Perfect. Two, four, six, eight, ten. We could talk about Eldran Limited on Arena and not if you want to. We could maybe. Oh, yeah. No, I just have some specific thoughts oh, about yeah. I know, Arena. I um, hey, it's beautiful a pack, box. Of, it's a pack of Zendikar. Fun. This pack of Zendikar, pre-labeled, was given to us by Bob, a.k.a. Anonymousless, by uh, um, by hand at C2E2 okay, we were I'm, in Chicago. I might be able to go 15 for 15 on, on names. Oh, into, all right. Yeah, this it's, is uh, after this one a lot. It's, it, it's a, uh, an unplanned episode of um, Stump, Stump Nelly. Yeah. Stump the Salahub. All right. Yeah. Uh, Ruinous Minotaur is first. Oh, already I feel terrible about my life choices. <laughs> okay, red, red, one generic. Um, four, two, when this enters the battlefield, sacrifice it or sacrifice a land. No. Aww. You're getting confused with that. Stumped immediately. With that tiger. So it's a five, oh. two? Five, two. And uh, no, it's worse. It's whenever it deals damage to an opponent, sacrifice a land. Okay, okay. I I was medium close. Mm -hmm. All right, all right. Stonework Puma is next. Three generic, two, two. This is an ally. Yes. Text ally cat construct, maybe. Correct. Cat ally. Cat ally. This is the like generic colorless ally that can go into any ally deck and doesn't do anything itself, which is why no one ever played it. Stop. Wrong. You did play it in ally decks. Because really? Allies in were, limited? were a part of the limited format. So if you're triple Zendikar... You mostly, honestly, the Ruinous Mentor might be the first pick, but uh, you usually just want to be something Mardu. Um, not like all three, but like a, a, either a mono white, mono red, mono black, or a two color deck um, that is those colors, and you don't want to play green blue. But you might end up being like 
green X allies, and you might end up playing this. So far, it's the first pick. Wow. All right. Well, but we're uh, hoping for a Heartstabber Mosquito or a Nighthawk. What about Hideous End? That's black, black, and a generic for an instant destroy target creature. Its controller loses two life. You're missing a single word. Uh, shoot. It's not arcane. They lose two life. And so do, so do I? No, only one word you're missing. D destroy target creature. It's uh, destroy target non-black non creature. Yes. Of course, of course. It's funny, as I was saying it, I'm like, wait, this is better murder. That that seems wrong, but then I couldn't remember. No, it's like right. different terror. Yeah, yeah, right. Remember when Black had a hard time killing Black creatures? Yeah, that was, was neat. That was weird. It was yeah. a big part of Magic's history. Uh, grazing Gladeheart. Two generic and a green for a two-two creature type elk <laughs> or antelope. It might be an antelope, and whenever in a, la a land enters the battlefield, you gain two life. It is an antelope uh, under you, your control. Yeah, you it nailed is an antelope. it. Antelope, cool. Yeah, yeah, landfall, gain two life, and it is absolutely an antelope. This one's a bit of a cheat because like it's a combo. Also, uh, like it had Surge just played it in Highlander. Core cartographer. One generic and one. Oh, Wait, no. Three generic and one white mm -hmm. for a 2-2. Two -two. When the center of the battlefield, find a planes from your library and put it in play tapped. Yes. It was a core scout with all the things that you said. Mm -hmm. Surakar Marauder. One black and one generic for a 2-1 when a land enters the battlefield under your control. This gains fear? So close. Oh, okay. It's not fear. It's intimidate. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Cool. There was like... Black intimidate, a.k.a. fear. When we went back and had a battle for Zendikar, there was like ones of Surikar. Like, there yeah. was not... The Surikar did not really show up to the battle for Zendikar. Did Maybe they? they didn't do well against the Eldrazi and they got all wiped out or something. Hmm. I don't know. There was like one or two... James is looking looking at it right There's now. There's some in Rise of the Eldrazi. I remember there's a blue one that like draws cards and has charge counters. Were there or any in Battle for Zendikar? Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, that's the the Rise James of the James is saying one. no. Weird. Okay. All right. Oran Reef Recluse. That's two generic and a green for a 1-4 spider with reach and kicker. Two generic and a green. If you paid the kicker, you may destroy a creature with flying. Everything was correct except the toughness, which is merely three. But oh, it's a one yes. three, not a one four. Okay. So yeah, it's a one three with reach for three, and the kicker is another three, and you can just you can just kill the flyer. Yeah. If you pay the kicker. Uh, Goblin bushwhacker. Oh, it's an easy one, of course. Mm -hmm. And also, hey, we we made money on our pack. Um, one red for a one one goblin with kicker pay a red, and if the kicker cost was paid, creatures you control gain plus two or plus one plus zero and haste until end of turn. That is correct. Is is bushwhacker a? It's a, a modern card. Really? Yeah. There's a eight whack deck. Eight whack. And actually, it was a standard card too, and it's a Highlander card. It's just a good card. Nice. What's what's it going for? I don't know, but okay. more it's than like a couple bucks. Yeah, right. but more it's than, more than most commons, right? Like, more than enough. fifty cents is yeah. what I was gonna say. Yeah. Uh, Hedron Scrabbler. The Scrabbler is uh, a crab, right? Hedron Scrabbler, not not regular Hedron Crab. Scrabbler. Oh, no. Okay, I think it's an artifact creature, two mana, two generic, and it's a 1-1 one, one with landfall. This just gets plus one, plus one. That is it. Nailed yes. it. Very good job. Cool. Little Scrabbles. Yeah. Uh, Ondu Cleric. Oh, that's easy. This card was sort of broken in... in uh, I mean, 
bad bad draft deck mirror matches so mm. if you hit it with right of Replication, you gain like a million life. oh right so it's one generic and one white for uh core priest and it's a one one with the like ally clause whenever this or another ally enters the battlefield you gain life equal number of allies you control yeah core cleric technically but core cleric i mean ally. i don't think priest is actually a subtype might be yeah, it's fine. But yeah. yeah, so right. So right of replication, you make five of these and then it's just like... All the triggers go on the stack and you gain Ooh. all the life. Yeah. Marsh Casualties is next. Two black for a sorcery. Tar uh, creatures target player controls get minus one, minus one until end of turn. And there's a kicker of... Okay, the, gen the base cost is black, black. So I think the kicker is just three generic. And... If you paid the kicker, they get minus two, minus two instead. Absolutely correct. Yeah, I've actually played this in Constructed, too. Nice. Yeah. That was, that was very good. Yeah. Uh, oh, here's one you'll probably know as well. Punishing Fire. Oh, right. Another easy modern card. So uh, one generic and one red for an instant. Uh, deal two damage to target creature or player. And a, a second triggered ability that's whenever an opponent gains life, you may pay a red mana to return Punishing Fire from the, battle, or from the graveyard to your hand. That is correct. That was the that and the Grove of the Burn Willows That's combo. Right. Yeah, yeah, still a combo. Uh, it's legal in modern. It was popular in either modern or extended. I think it was popular in modern for a little while. Mm -hmm. It was you know in some kind of big Jun deck. Yeah, hasn't seen too much action lately. I don't mm. think. I don't think it's banned. I don't yeah. think so. Okay, Quest. it's just too slow for modern now. Yeah, mm. Quest for the Gem Blades. Quest for the Gem Blades. Not the most exciting no, quest. I believe this is the green. Is it a green card? It's the green one. So it's one generic and one green for an enchantment. And whenever, oh boy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you can, I believe it's like you can sacrifice it once it has enough counters to give, to like distribute four plus one plus one counters or put them all on one creature. It's four counters on one creature. Four counters yeah. on one creature. Now, how do you get the counters? I'm going to guess it's, I want to say it's either creatures or lands entering the battlefield. Is it just lands? Is it just landfall? No, it's no, weird. Okay, it's, all right. I didn't remember this one. Whenever Sorry. a creature you control deals combat oh, damage okay. to a creature. Oh, wow. Okay. You may put a quest counter on quest for the gem blades. Also remove a quest counter oh, and sacrifice it. You it's only, only need one. one counter okay. to get to get that to, to get that to go off. So probably not a terrible card, but I don't know that if I've you ever have cast it. Two creatures it. and one of them has first strike. Mm-hmm. Bang bang. Yeah. Uh, oh, and our rare. It's a mythic. Good. Obsidian Fireheart. No. Darn. Eldrazi Monument. Easy one. So we got five. I mean, I guess I probably know all the mythics, but it's five generic for an artifact mm -hmm. uh, with two abilities. Uh, one of them is creatures you control get plus one, plus one, flying and indestructible. Mm -hmm. And sacrifice a creature at the beginning of your upkeep. And I believe if you can't sacrifice this. Yeah, it's yeah. correct. Cool. And then we got a forest. I played this set a lot. Good Thanks job. for indulging me. Wow, yeah. Sitting through all that. That was really, really strong. I Yeah, I didn't know Ruinous Minotaur. Yeah, you, or I was close. I was like, this is some unplayable garbage that makes you sacrifice lands and that's too toughness, right? Yeah, you were close on Ruinous yeah. Minotaur. And I forgot non-black on Hideous End and got the and like a little off on Quest of the Gem Blades. But oh, that yeah, was, no, I mean Quest of the Gem Blades. That was straight up. That was, remember. Yeah. yeah, solid. All right. Okay. Uh, Would have got 10 points. <clears throat> so back to the back to a different world of fantasy. Yes. We're, we're in, uh, in Eldraine. Yes, Card Kingdom. A kingdom of fantastical mythical fairy tales yeah. on cardboard. And... 
so I know some people who are, are I know that some enfranchised magic players mm-hmm. have taken to or even started this way um they're only drafting throne of eldraine on mitgo yeah not so, on arena yeah a friend of mine switched to mtgo and i kind of want to do the same thing i really like the convenience of arena me haven't, too haven't played mtgo much this i was playing it earlier in the year to, i was playing a bunch of i Islander played like streaming one it, ravnica allegiance draft because i was like i have tickets i right. should probably use them yeah but yeah i i just i love arena so much but the problem at the moment is that uh and this is we've had issues with the bots with the the draft bots mm-hmm. in the past this is perhaps the most but egregious they've ever been this though. is pretty egregious which is the the um the mono blue or at least the heavy blue yeah, yeah base blue uh mill deck is really really prevalent and hard to combat and just demoralizing <laughs> Yeah, I, Merfolk Secret Keeper. I don't mind losing to the deck so much as just like I kind of do. Okay, yeah, sure. It's only because it happens a lot. Yeah. Well, have you drafted it yourself too? No. You got. You haven't jumped on the bandwagon yet. No. Okay. See, so there's a reason that uh, you keep running into blue. Uh, your opponents are playing. It's because like it's kind of easy to draft. Like you won't necessarily get like four Secret Keepers and two Lucky mm-hmm. Clovers or anything, but. You know, if you just try to keep the option open, you can, like, you maybe only need five cards in your deck that, like, are part of this mill plan or, like, six in order to be like, okay, now I can win with this and I'll just play other stuff that kind of keeps me alive until I draw into this stuff. So, like, the thing is, I don't know uh, how the bot's intelligence is programmed. Right. But I I do know that based on what they've said before that some of it and part of the reason that it takes a little while for the ranked drafts to hit um to hit arena is that some of that is pulled from data off mitgo right right and they'll actually see how people are drafting it right and when you have eight humans in a pod they're not going to prioritize the merfolk secret keeper or the one two for one the the overwhelmed library overwhelmed apprentice uh, they're not going to prioritize those cards very yeah. highly. So then the bots are like, cool, we don't care about these cards. But if you're the only human at the table, then it just means that all, all the pieces of this mill deck are flowing to you if you want them. Right. Uh, and it's not great. I, let's, I should, let's I should explain let's, what Merfolk Seeker Keeper does, by the okay, way. Okay, sure. Let's, so let's, let's explain that. It's a 0-4 Merfolk Wizard for a single blue mana, and it has an adventure... Uh, for which is a sorcery for also for a single blue called venture deeper and its target player puts the top four cards of their library into their graveyard so you can mill four with that if you get a couple merfolk secret keepers that's eight if you have some didn't say please in the deck you're getting three cards plus the plus the spell off of didn't say please there's the like you said the overwhelmed apprentice which is milling for two you can do things like using um runaway together is pretty good runaway together to recycle your merfolk secret keepers or your apprentices in a pinch but yeah you you get half as much yeah and you just sort of your whole deck is built around you know just making sure that you stay alive and that your opponent runs out of cards yeah the x4 and x5 common creatures start to look okay you can play tome raider because it helps you dig you can play wishing well to like help you find the cards most and then, like after about turn five you just start holding up didn't say please for the rest of the game in case they have a forever young yeah 
For, well, I mean, you can beat a forever young often because, like, what? How many creatures are they going to have in their graveyard? It's like I mean, sorry, I did 13, 14 I put, tops. I put eight cards back on top of yeah. my deck with one. Did you win that game? Uh, no. <laughs> so, like, if they we didn't mention Lucky Clover yet, or I, I might have just in passing mentioned it, but oh like, my God. if you Lucky have Clo- Lucky Clover is amazing in like so most ba- decks. Though. I mean, basically, if you just have Runaway together, Lucky Clover, and a Merfolk Seeker Keeper, that's. 16 cards from their library. So that's like more than one Forever Young can pull off. I managed to win a mirror last night because of, uh, and he had a better, the opponent, they had a better uh, version of the deck too, but I had a Midnight Clock. Oh my God. So yeah, in, in the of the several mirrors I played last night while I was on this run uh, to six or seven wins, I think on Arena um, with, with Secret Keeper, I like won one of them because of midnight clock going off and just putting my graveyard back in my library and you know i draw seven so i was like back in the race right away but i i midnight, obviously drew some gas too midnight clock is so good and another one of my mirrors my midnight clock got milled and i was like immediately i was like oh <laughs> you're not supposed to care about what they mill most of the time that's like a typical kind of yeah competitive player like tenant to, to holes like don't it's worry all, about the it, mill because it's random but like when you're playing the mill mirror it's like okay i have cards that matter and then everything else doesn't like you you, know, you have like eight to ten maybe cards that do anything yeah <laughs> so when, then when they hit your minute clock you're like oh i'm dead when i have my when i have like my cards that interact with the graveyard yeah you know and they hit a mill that hits like my cauldron's gift forever young and my order of midnight i'm just like mm. oh well that's tough okay yeah <laughs> I, I mean I, I like you can mill your opponent's feasting troll king or um or uh Loch Ness monster what's it called uh the blue black Loch, serpent Loch Wayne serpent yeah, yeah yeah to be fair I did I, I did win a game against the mill deck with a feasting troll king that was, okay, cool. that was fun that's great yeah if you get a feasting troll king that's one of the ways yeah. you can kind of beat the meta right now on arena yeah but it's just sort of like you know you you sit down in the best of ones and everything and your opponent just goes turn one you know island venture deeper and you're like uh right okay because you you just feel like you're so far behind already yeah i mean if you draft this deck and you you play venture deeper on turn one i mean it's better on turn three after you've played clover but if you just play it on turn one you you'll probably get a non-zero number of games in that run where your opponent just like concedes before they play a land <laughs> This is strategy because people here. are getting frustrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just need to draft some secret keepers, but then like not get enough to actually do the thing. But just hard mull to having a first turn secret keeper and just try to go for the tilt win. Go for the tilt. It's yeah, no way to win a game of Magic, but we count those. Yeah, exactly. Do this only <laughs> if you're like b- on bottom for coins and gems. Um, yeah. So we we should sorry back up more. Yeah. And exp- I wanted to explain that. This isn't usually a problem. This deck, you were explaining, like, the, the information is grabbed from MTGO. Yeah. Where you draft with and play against other humans. Yeah. And only one mill deck can successfully be drafted from uh, each pod. And then, yeah. and then the way you typically play draft now on MTGO is, like, you're in this giant room at a Grand Prix where everyone just has to... Play draft each other, yeah. and then play anyone from any other pod, right? But and there should only be leagues, there should right? only be about uh, one one mill deck for every one eight mill decks. deck for every eight decks, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Or less, and because if two people go for it, they yeah. might just like look and see that they only got one runaway and one secret keeper each, and then just they just put the secret keeper on their board. So the density, yeah. on arena is so much higher, right? Because you're drafting with eight computers or eight eight little AIs. Everyone can be that 
that eighth person. And even they're they have a they stand a better chance at it right now because the bots don't currently know what's up. Now we're not the only people talking about this. No. And the arena team hears about it. So oh, yeah, like, yeah. The the thing is though, it's it's actually a, I think a difficult challenge for them to address because you know, they also don't want to have the opposite problem where they're like passing mythic rares that are very impactful in a normal game. Like is the bot going to have to choose, you know, picking secret keeper over like outlaws merriment or Garrick. That's the thing. I don't know. I don't actually <laughs> you know? know how you correct. Yeah. This it's, it's when tricky. there aren't humans at the table. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You just, I guess you just have to have one bot at the table be like, all right, you're always drafting the mill deck so that you're always just having to fight someone for it. That maybe makes sense, but also then it practically ruins the mill deck. Like it would, the thing is they made these good mill cards. There yeah. is this decent mill deck you can end up with and that it is just, part of the value of yeah. this limited format. Like honestly, if it was just every eight players doing mill and you ran into it once on your run, even if it was like a quite good version of the mill tech deck every time you saw it, that wouldn't really be the problem. No, the problem is not spend the, an episode of TTC talking about no, it. The yeah. problem is not that the deck exists and the problem yeah. is not Eldraine Limited. The problem is the 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 ease of putting it together on Arena yeah. creates a wildly imbalanced density of this deck right. that shouldn't happen in the format. Yeah. It's like on arena one of the most exciting things is just how cheaper it is to jump in and draft because mm -hmm. your cards aren't associated with any yeah. paper cards like they have to be on mtgo it's like you just get to draft for five bucks or like once one free one a week right but unfortunately now that we're in eldraine and like this issue has cropped up at present that draft is worth quite a bit relatively less like the ex yeah. the enjoyment you get out of it is like not as much as you will get out of drafting yeah the MTGO. fun of the fun of playing your you know, at worst case, three rounds of, you know, three games of draft is like, yeah, it's not worth, not worthwhile. Yeah. So I assume that they're going to have a fix for this in the very near future. Yeah. I mean, like your, your suggestion where there's like the mill addict is one of the AIs that you have well, to fight against, or, or maybe they could just program in like, okay, if there was a sixth pick secret keeper, if a, if a bot picks a six, sees a sixth pick or later secret keeper, Clover, didn't say please, whatever the list is, they can just be like, okay, the first one I'm okay passing, mm -hmm. but then the second one might push me into mill or just they might be aware to like hate draft these pieces that are currently going too high. Yeah, when when they updated the bots, there was a big bot update some time ago and they said that, the, they, said that they were gonna sort of have a little more character to the other- Right, they were supposed to have personalities. Virtual eventually. players at the table and like some people would like, not people some of the bots would like favor color not to say that like every time you sit down there's one bot that's always going to try to go red or something but that um that that not all the seven bots at the table with you are identical which i believe they used to be i believe right. that they all had the same sort of programming to them and now they're more varied right um so if it isn't abundantly clear already, this issue is also not an issue when you're drafting against humans. Yeah. So we really would still love to see that on Arena. I know it's going to be a while, but I, yeah. it's also hopefully on the dock. I can't remember because they've... Well, in the early like, days of the beta, they had like kind of promised or suggested some things, but I'm not sure if it's... Yeah, we could talk... We could segue smoothly here into the yeah. our, our reaction to the state of the game. But I, I don't know if it's something something that they're 
currently working on it. It's currently a priority to get drafting with humans happening. It was very briefly mentioned in the state of the game for October that like they mentioned eight player drafts. Okay. okay. That's that's all they say though. So I don't know what that means. Nobody really well, knows what nice that means. That they, so. It's nice that they t- to hear them mention it at yeah. all. Yeah. So yeah, because they uh, at time of recording the is it today it came out? Today. We're recording this on October 18th when the state, state of the game for October uh, came out. And so they're talking about a couple of things. One of the big things they're actually talking about is performance because there's been some complaints, uh, some founded complaints about the the performance of the client, which for me has actually always been very smooth. But more recently, I've gotten a little more slow down some FPS problems um, and they uh, they identified basically some areas that they that they want to address and uh, those are game crashes which they are monitoring and they said that they believe they've made changes to have solved this for players with integrated GPUs uh, reconnection issues uh, which is the great thing to get. They're working on that. Um, I haven't encountered that one myself, but that sounds bad. And then they have identified the problems with frame rate drops and gameplay hitches. I don't know what that means. Well, it's like if you're, if you're playing and like everything sort of like freezes for a moment and then, you know, if you're like, Oh, I see. And maybe you click and then maybe it registers the click in a different spot. Yeah. So that and memory allocation they have identified. Okay. Um, well, that's all very important too, and not probably as glorious and dramatic as letting us draft with friends. So, good on you for acknowledging the down in the trenches, real computer programming stuff that you need to fix. Arena dev team. Yeah, I'm so sure, they I'm sure that was the right call. They they so as part of that they said that so like the friends list right, which is right. What, what people wanted. They said that the 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 friends list would come with the October update, and they've decided to delay that. Uh, because of focusing on these other things. Sure. So it would be great to see which of my friends were online so I can conveniently challenge them to a game. Yeah. And, and as I know opposed that, to just having to know. Yeah. yeah. You're not the only one who wants that. That's people have been asking about that for we a long time. We talked about a bunch so. when the state of the game for launch happened, but a few weeks later, does anyone else feel like the launch was a little bit arbitrary? Just like in terms of which features have been rolled out or haven't been rolled out. I, it's, I remember I was calling for it like three months ago, and now I'm like, oh, maybe they should have waited. No comment. No one cares. What was That's that? Fine. Sorry? I was just having a shower thought about when the game like yeah, launched. When, when they were like, it was it was kind like, of a low-key launch. Now. They were just yeah. like, it's not a beta anymore. Well, yeah, they gave us an animation, and it was like right around the same time as Rotation, right? Like they did it with the release of Eldraine, more or less. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. One could have gone either way for me. I feel like we could have waited till next calendar year. There probably was some internal reason to do that. I guess, yeah. Um, I don't. It's it, it is weird. It is. It felt yeah. weird. That they, it was. It felt like there wasn't very much fanfare. Also, sure that it was just sort of like. Yeah, it didn't get its, it's own game special now. event in real life. Yeah. yeah, I mostly noticed that these articles, their name changed from state of the beta to state of the game. <laughs> Right. So that's the main thing. Uh, the other update from their state of the game uh, was Brawl. So they've said before okay. that Brawl is coming. And 
Should be fun. With the update game update on October 24th, uh, Brawl will be there, and there's a week-long Brawl event um, with a with what is it? It's a you can win a copy of five rare cards and their respective card styles. These cards were previously only available in Arena through Wildcard Redemption, as these cards are built for brawling and not in found in booster or limited packs. Okay. So these are cards from the Brawl decks. I are guess. the Brawl decks just in the store? Do you know? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. But you can maybe craft them, build them. Yeah, but you get to build your own brawl deck now, rather right. than using the the using the four precons from the courtside brawl right. event. But so then there'll be a brawl format option. Then you'll have to put your commanders somewhere. Yeah. I would think. Yeah. But then beyond that week, mm-hmm. there's a regular brawl queue that's only on Wednesdays. So if you like brawl and can't play arena on Wednesday, it's yeah. It starts at eight. <laughs> 8 a.m. Pacific and goes for 24 hours. And that's it. There's no... It's gotta, weird, too. you got to rearrange your work schedule to play Brawl and Arena. Yeah, it's... it's So they just like the standard queues, uh, it's no it's no prizes but no entry fee. So it's just you can just jam Brawl if you want. Right. Uh, and it still counts towards um, daily wins and quests and all that. Like, it still counts as playing the game, uh, but it, it doesn't cost you anything, but it also doesn't get you anything. It's just... I wonder you if can, they're just you can like, play brawl if you want. Yeah, I wonder if they're just like, look, brawl is more or less ready. We obviously had that special event; it worked, it was fine. But we're still worried that every time we let people play brawl, it's going to explode the game. So let's only put it on for twenty four hours at a time. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my little um, peanut stand guess about that one. Fair enough. Yeah, and, and then they also announced how to get showcase cards. Oh, good. That's exciting. Yeah, cosmetics, mm-hmm. which is. A sort of in the same way that we've had like the each week was a different event sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there, it's the uh, the festival of the Fae. So that some Eldraine story to be revealed here a little bit, maybe. I, the I guess so. Yeah. So Great. these so these have entry fees. These are okay. Five hundred gems or two hundred or uh, five hundred gems or twenty five hundred gold. Okay. Uh, but you can't. So half the price of a draft, kind of. Yeah, but yeah. you can't. You can't lose out. Oh, okay. And after five, you get one card per win, and after five wins, that's all five cards. So it's you. You just play until you have five you wins. Play until you win five games. Yeah. Okay. So your only your only barrier is like time. Like yeah. If you. And so the events are the first one is standard artisan, which is building a standard deck using only commons and uncommons. Oh, okay. We used to call is, that peasant. Yeah. It's weird that they went with artisan instead of peasant because peasant's a new creature type. Too. It's an interesting one. Yeah. Uh oh, and then oh, they have a screenshot of of the first event, by the way. Which, if you're curious, the rewards for that one are Merchant of the Veil, Beanstalk Giant, Order of Midnight, Giant Killer, and Brazen Borrower. And there are four bands. Oh, okay, there's already four bands in this format. Uh, uh pers- persistent petitioners, right? Cauldron familiar. <laughs> they jumped on that right away. Hey? Yeah. Okay. Based on the last standard event, Cavalcade of Calamity. <laughs> Okay. If you recall me talking about that day. Yep, yep. And Gates Ablaze. Okay. They just don't want the the gate control deck. That's going to be too good. I guess. Okay. Interesting. Weird. Has Artisan Standard showed up already? Like, no, has this is different. A- this is a new thing to have only, well, I believe. Well, good for unless them. Unless I missed it. I mean, good for them for banning Gates Ablaze. I, like, I feel like that, to me, maybe, maybe we're wrong and it did show up, but to me that sounds like they've done some internal in-house testing mm-hmm. of this format. Like somehow... 
reach the conclusion by doing like research, playing games, yeah. that the gates deck is too strong and needs to have one less tool. There was certainly some gates deck in the the other in the core in the 2020 standard events before the actual rotation. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that, it was also a standard deck last yeah, season. Yeah, and people just gaining like 12 life off of the Arcway Angel. Angel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the second Festival of the Fey event is Oko's Madness. Oh, good. Which is like Momir's Madness, but oh, bad. your creatures are also 3 3 elks. So you can discard a card and pay some mana to get a random creature token, but it's always a 3-3 with no abilities? Or I think, actually, because I think Momir was different from... I think Momir's Madness was different from Momir. Oh, okay, So I think okay. this is just every turn you get a 3-3. Three, three. Oh. I think. What was Momir's Madness? This sounds like the slowest... Oh, to learn more about these formats, check out our event details version page. of Magic ever made. Here we go. Here's some okay. here's some drilling down. Let's learn more about Oko's Madness. So Artisan is exactly what we thought. You can have up to 15 cards in your sideboard if you if there's a sideboard. I don't think there would be. Limited preconstruct. Oko's Madness. Each player begins the game with a 60 card deck containing only basic lands and an Oko's Whims emblem that has the following abilities. Creatures you control have base, power, and toughness 3-3 and are elks in addition to their other types. Pay one, discard a card, create a token that is a copy of a random creature with converted mana cost 8 or less. Okay. Activate this ability only anytime you can cast a sorcery. So, so first of all, 8 or less neatly gets around Zakama and Imperious Great Worm. Which were the problems with the last time Momir's Madness was around. Right, you could just always get those ones it or was, whatever. You just waited until nine right. and then and you Saka- cast Sakama. Sakama's going to be pretty nuts against a field of three threes, right? Yeah. Uh, even though even though it's a three three, it still has all the abilities. Yeah, you sit, sp- spend three to bolt their guys though, right? Yeah. yeah. So basic, really what you want is any card that enters with counters. Or can get counters from like landfall or creatures coming yeah. to play. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, cool. Or like biogenic ooze would be pretty great. There's going to be some some good creatures in the field, but it's like, you know, if you hit kind of average creatures or creatures whose thing is like maybe a weird activated ability or, you know, a, an ability that won't work because it's Momir, you're going to end up in this situation where it's just like, okay, everyone has as many one mana three threes as they want. So the earlier part of the game is just dumping all those out of your hand. Yeah. And then smashing them into your opponents and trading all your resources, right? Mm-hmm. That sounds kind fun, of probably. Annoying. But yeah, I mean, fun. Yes, <laughs> super fun. I'm I said, looking forward to it. I said fine. He said fine. <laughs> uh, and then the third thing is cascade, which is they've done before. It's right. just the first spell you cast each turn uh, has cascade. Yeah, which I would have thought was going to be the elf format, but it turned out to be the merfolk format. So if it's in standard now. Yeah, we'll see. There'll be some best Cascade deck or a few. That uh, format's pretty fun. I like getting to do random random free stuff. And then beyond the three... Beyond those three events, of course, there are more adventures with the showcase frames, which it looks like are available across three uh, purchasable bundles in the store that are purchasable with gold. Okay. So do, do we know if we're going to see the just the showcase frames... Um, uh, of the adventures, like with the storybook yeah. frame. Okay, cool. Because do you know if we already have all of the other card styles otherwise that, that basically equate to the 
extended the, art or the, 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 the wide the full bleed. One. Yeah, exactly. So some of those are purchasable. Some of those you win, or some of those are on the mastery track. Or okay, those are neat. those are all around. I believe. So there's but some the, kind of correlation from yeah. all the things you can get in a like collector booster to yeah. to a. So it looks like the alt art showcase frames. Some of them, it, fifteen of them, you can win through these through these events that you can buy into with gold. Okay. Uh, that that you can't free to play you can't lose out of right and the the any that aren't in those events you can just buy in the store also with gold right so cool uh and then they've added a teeny little amount of xp to daily wins so the first 10 wins of each day have uh 25 xp with them okay so you can also get just another quick math 250 experience if you win 10 times in a day they said must be nice they weren't yeah they said they weren't (laughs) taking it away like there's nothing they're not taking it away from anything else they're just adding adding that another to way to, to get experience try to help people get their, so, their mastery trees filled out that's cool that makes sense i mean honestly from the devs perspective they want everyone to fill up their mastery tree every season and yeah. because if you if you fill it up it usually it has a high chance i think of paying for itself but you it might be kind of like an incentive to buy the gems to to pay for the mastery tree yeah right so it's like a way to kind of mm-hmm. churn some money that out makes of players, a lot of sense yeah yeah um did you want to talk about eldrain limited anymore or like what your experience i mean have been? So apart from that right like okay. before up until people realized that you could it was largely academic to get the mono blue mill right uh i was having a blast okay I, cool i yeah. love it this format right. the eldrain limited separate from arena eldraine draft is so much fun yeah i like it holy crap i guess we're ending on a high note good but i was yeah, yeah well let's talk about sure let's talk about eldraine limited on paper because we talked about it yeah. on arena by the way i don't know if i said it already but just like my several last few few drafts i went from like drafting something to be like okay i need to draft mono blue to like okay as soon as i open up a pack and every pick i make on arena i need to consider that i am the mono blue mill deck and I'm also, if I'm not the mono blue deck, if I'm not the mill deck, or if I'm the mill deck with something, I need to see every way that any card could have some positive effect, like from my graveyard yeah. or just against an 04 and that's milling me. So yeah. that like really warps your experience, right? Yeah. Okay, but on paper, what favorite archetypes or anything best decks with, you've had? Anything with black, really? Like, I yeah. know that the red blue sure. draw two cards deck is good and i want to draft at some point because it looks super fun when i've played against it mm-hmm. both both losing to it and beating it it just has it looks really fun right and i did i did i have one deck with a stolen by the fey which is the blue blue x um return a creature with converted mana cost x to its owner's hand you get you get x one one flying fairies yeah this is I, quite yeah, a powerful card here. i got to do that to my own uh reaper <laughs> the four or five make them discard two cards yeah sure. so i made them discard played the reaper bounced it to my own hand with stolen by the fey got seven one ones made them discard two more cards that was that was kind of backbreaking so much value yeah but generally speaking the deck i find myself in the most is black green just black green like mid-range food decent stuff yeah just it's got good removal it's got really good creatures it's got food so you don't die right away you know sure. i haven't i have not really drafted knights at, okay. and now to be fair again i'm i'm only drafting on arena right and this is again before secret keeper took over and which has only been in the past week yeah uh but i hadn't really 
seen the knight's deck on either side of the table, really. I, I've played against it, so I you can lose to it with the mono blue deck, but you probably won't. Like if they need to have You got so many O fours. Yeah, the O fours are a problem. Now you can they, they die to Joust. Every knight has like two power. Yeah. And so Joust will kill an O four. But like just the fact that they have to do that, like they have to spend a removal spell often in like the very early turns in order to get through your guy. And then you probably all like your filler spots in the deck are also just like two mana one four and five mana one five and like flying creature you don't care about that chumps and you know draws you a card. Like these are all just bad news for knights. Like the knights are they're under the gun against this mill deck to like really put a lot of power down on the table quickly. Like Brimstone Trebuchet is like maybe, you know, kinda too slow. Wow. But, but like inspiring veteran is good. Like if your yeah. plan is just like one drop, inspiring veteran, then next turn another one drop and another inspiring veteran. Like that'll get through the mill deck. Yeah, that'll do. You know, it's like things. attacking for sixteen on turn four. Like if you can pull that off, great. Or the other thing that's kinda good is Lash of Thorns. Like if you're one of the black decks yeah. and you can just like attack and give your creature death touch, you know, that and it's only one mana. So like kinda clear stuff out. So so Lash of Thorns and Joust, like both decent, but yeah, it's tough it's tough beating mono blue with uh with knights because they're just playing on a different access so they don't they don't have to build a better board than you um not a lot of burn spells go to the face the uh searing barrage does oh, that thing's an, yeah that's a beating so like if, five damage to a creature and three damage to the face yeah so that can maybe lead to some some wins from a red aggressive deck what is that on th the card? It's supposed to be the Sea Serpent, right? Oh, it is. It yeah. emerged from the coldest depths of Lochmere only to face the fires of Iron Crag. Oh, Lochmere Serpent. Lochmere Serpent. That's Not what I was Loch thinking Lane. of. Lochmere Serpent. Lochmere. Right. Yeah. Whatever, whichever one's meant to be Loch Ness. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. Oh, it is Lochmere Serpent. Look at that. I love the glowing eyes under the water. Yeah. It's that's, that's my favorite part. Really, really solid art by Sam yeah. Burley there. Thank you. Also, this card is just a ridiculous bomb. Like you can, you can, and I almost did beat a mill deck with this. You only need to attack three times. They almost never gain any life. Mm. So yeah, you can just make your whole plan getting in with get lock the serpent. serpent into play. Yeah, and hit three times. Activate blue yeah. ability. Yeah, I mean they have run away together. We already talked about that gets in your way. They they're probably playing so tiny. And so that gets in your way too. They probably it's tough. They pro they're probably going to end up with five cards in their graveyard if you need to yeah. bring it back to your hand. Though. Well, that's like the best thing about it. If they mill it, you can still probably get it back because, yeah, yeah there's stuff jump blocks and you might you're blue, so you might even be on mill as well. If you do play blue, I mean, even if you don't, there's some cards that even if you don't play blue, this this works for uh, fizzling and adventure. Yeah, is just the greatest feeling. It right. feels like you got two cards worth of value out of it. Well, like that's a wild thing. Like these, so um, I had my most recent paper draft. I ended up like green white adventure pump spells, basically. Yeah. And like, yeah, these cards when they don't get fizzled, you know, it's like these cards are just there's so much gas, mm -hmm. right? You you're already used to playing in limited where you're like filling out your curve with like a four mana three two and a two mana two one just because you need them for your curve. But then these are also pump spells. It's like you have like you're playing like 32 spells or something. It's weird. I, also in uh, 
speaking of adventure cards, Edgewall Innkeeper, the right. one one for a single green, mm-hmm. that when you play a creature that has an adventure, you draw a card. Yeah, I was, I had two of them in one deck, and I was just popping off. Nice. It was ridiculous. Like I, I ended up with so much mana that I drew like the Lonesome Unicorn, and I was like, okay, cool. We'll make, we'll we'll make a two two. Then we'll play a three three with Vigilance, and then I I'll draw two cards, and you know. Because we were in this board stall that I just had to go wider than they could, right? And that helped. That was a that was a pretty a pretty big help. The food is about where I figured it would be after the first couple dabbles with draft, which is that um, they they definitely make some games go longer, but not it's not the food. It's this is generally speaking a slow format that ha- can lead to some very grindy games. Uh, the food is not the reason for that. Right. I would, I would tend to agree with that. Like when you're playing a typical creatures on creatures game, yeah. you know, maybe battling for air supremacy or just trying to get the, the most decent attack together, mm-hmm. kind of typical game of magic. If your opponent has incidentally created one or two food tokens, it's probably not going to wildly throw your game off because like, even though they might be able to gain six life, they probably still have to make some kind of block if you need if you manage to alpha strike. Yeah, that's giving up some of their resources, so you're not necessarily worried about them cracking back. You do need to consider it, though. Yeah, there's definitely I think, games I think there's the food, food related punts that happen. There's definitely yeah. food that uh, the food definitely can make certain games go longer than they would have otherwise. But I think just the format would be slow. Even without it, just by the nature of the creatures and spells that are in that are in the format, right? Uh, but I did get a game where I got Golden Goose down on turn one. Oh, nice! And then I made so much food <laughs> yeah. over the course of that game, yeah. Because it's like I didn't have a two drops. So I was like, all right, turn two, make another food. So on turn three, I now have two food already, and then I like played uh, uh, a four te- drop or something. Yeah, uh, no, turn three was tempt. I had two Tempting Witch in this deck. Okay, great. So I played Tempting Witch. Cool. Now I have Tempting Witch, really solid card. Yeah, yeah, that I card's over three food. Yeah, yeah. the uh, Tempting Witch is the it's two and a black for a one three, which ETB you get a food, and for two and tap and sack of food, uh, it's a human warlock actually is the creature type. Sorry, for two and tap and sack of food instead of you gaining three life, target player which I guess could be you, but it's generally your opponent, loses three life. Reverse food. And that adds up. Yeah. It really adds up. Um, you can just be like, cool. You can be in a situation where I, I had, I mean, this is this is unlikely, but it was end of turn. Like it was end of their turn. They were at 12 and I had two tempting witches and three food. So right. I was like, all right, end of turn, sack food, sack food, you're at six, untap, and I drew a thing that made it right. made another food. And I was like, Get a curious great, pair, cool. kill you. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was very, very I silly. mean, losing three life is more powerful than gaining three life. We've learned this time and again. And you need to, you know, make cards cost mana such that it's more valuable to make make someone lose three life usually. Yeah. If for one mana you should get to gain more than three life, and then and we've seen that now. Yeah. So Without in conclusion for Eldraine Limited, uh, I'm very much enjoying it when it's not mono blue mill everywhere. Can I? Sorry, can I drag out your conclusion just a little bit more? I just wanted to talk about food a tiny bit because I Briefly, haven't. I, I gotta. Take you off. gotta go. I'm yeah. sorry. Okay, no, no, no. Just, go for it. Just real quick between Curious Pair and the card that's like six mana and make three one ones, and 
I don't know. What's another common one? There's the witch and there's like the, the four, four with trample. Right. That okay. It's very good. So the witch stalker to me seems like a fine card. I would usually just take the four, four with trample. Yeah. But then there's these other cards that like, Oh, make food and like yeah. on their own, they barely do anything. And like, I haven't brought myself to pick them, but like there's these decks that play a whole bunch of food that seem good. Like if you get a giant opportunity or like two tempting witches, then suddenly yeah. they go up in value. But are there any of these cards that make food that you like will, would pick early because you like being in green, black food? Sorry, deep question here. I don't, he's late for his thing. And I made him think, no, I don't think there's any that, that are, that unplayable like no yeah i mean curious pair is yeah. not a terrible card and neither is three little piggies yeah it's not gr- I, neither I, of them I st- are good. i still haven't played wolf's quarry yet. okay okay wolf's quarry yeah. yeah i still haven't actually played i mean it's one. a six drop yeah it but, might be unplayable i don't know i definitely i definitely really like being in green black in this format so i don't know if i don't know if i have a objective answer for that okay that's fine yeah well Hopefully by next week you question. will yeah, go out there and eat those three little piggies and see if they're tasty. I'm curious. Yeah. And maybe even by the next time you see tap, tap concede, there'll be a bot that's taking the secret keepers. So the format <laughs> will be more fun Yeah. because if you're drafting just to beat one deck and only thinking about one deck, it does kind of, yeah, yeah. it makes the draft maybe a little different. Uh, that's going to do it for tap, tap concede for this week. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. Um, a reminder that the show is brought to you by Card Kingdom. Check out cardkingdom.com slash LRR. Let them know we sent you. Ask for a button. It says, I don't think we can lose this game. And uh, also, the show is brought to you by you and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loadingreadyrun. Please subscribe to this channel. Until next time, I'm Graham. I'm Nelson. Uh, James was on tech this week. Heather gets these online. Thank you so much for watching. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.